Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil, and uh, this week it's my movie. We're bringing uh, 2001's Royal Tenenbaums uh, to the world. Dave, how you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, man? Uh, Over. I I really enjoyed it, Phil. I'm going to be honest with you. I love it. Uh, I thought I would have. I expressed my love for Gene. But there's definitely a lot more than just Gene to this movie. But uh, there's a lot of meat. There's a lot of meat. Yeah, if, if Gene's yeah. the potato in this analogy, <laughs> I'll say that there is also uh, a lot of meat to go uh, alongside. Yeah, uh, definitely. So and I, I just, um, yeah, it was it was a good watch. It was, uh, yeah. But those are my initial <laughs> thoughts. I got more thoughts, but those are the initial ones. Well, I know you can only usually handle about one at a time, so we figure this way, you know, don't want to stumble you too early. <laughs> Just get the quick one <laughs> and move on. <laughs> um, so I have to ask you, of course, as usual, uh, why this? Why now? Well, the why, uh, you know, we were talking, and I had originally anticipated the, the first sort of uh, – Wes Anderson movie to be Rushmore, which I think uh, when I think back on it, that was sort of the first one that I, I sort of discovered him and thought, well, this is the best movie that he's ever going to make. Um, but we had talked, uh, we were mentioning about Gene in the last episode, and, and I, I just thought to myself, well, here's a movie that, that, that's got Gene, that, that Dave might be into it, but it probably wouldn't have uh, watched it or wouldn't have even wanted to watch it, you know, or even known of its existence. So I pivoted out. <laughs> and I got to tell you, just as I watched this one, I think to myself, well, this is the best movie this guy could ever make. <laughs> uh, uh, Rushmore would be, have to be really good to beat, uh, to beat this. Now, Rushmore obviously came out before this one then. I haven't, I haven't. Yeah. Heard so, it came out in, uh, I want to say, 97, let's say, 97, 98 area. So I was pretty pretty in my, you know, kind of like movie uh, snobdom. Uh, girl I was dating, uh, maybe at that point she'd been an ex-girlfriend. It's tough to remember. Okay. So this was, pre, <laughs> it was pre-Nod era, the snob era. That's right, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. The uh, Before I was a, a, a nodder, I was a snobber for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and so uh, she gave me the soundtrack to Rushmore. I listened to it and thought, well, this is the, you know one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Uh, and then I think I watched it soon thereafter and thought, well, this is an amazing movie, uh, which I thought was actually uh, Anderson's first, but he made another movie prior called, uh, uh, I think, Bottle Rocket, but I hadn't, uh, hadn't seen that at the time. So I thought Rushmore was just this great movie, had a great soundtrack. It was just sort of like right up. Right up my alley back then, and this movie came out uh, four years later or so. And I thought, oh, I know that guy, right? I know that director. I loved the cast. I was at that point living in Vancouver, and I just uh, it coincidentally, funny enough, I had actually suggested just based on the trailer and, and you know and just the the pedigree of this movie, I convinced the video store people I worked with. You know, we were trying to work out a a, a work event. And I said, well, why don't we go to see a movie? And uh, I recommended this one. And of the 11 of us that, uh, that went, uh, mm-hmm. there were eight 
people that uh, asked uh, by the end, why the hell did you recommend this movie? <laughs> really? <laughs> why did I come here? Yeah, only three of the 11, myself and two others, uh, connected to this movie for whatever reason. And the other eight uh, were just bored uh, by it, generally speaking. Interesting. So those are a couple of fond memories I have of this movie. That's interesting because I think we both know sometimes I need something, a movie that's really engaging action-wise to keep me, uh, sometimes, not always, of course, I'll share a second of a good story, but I found this uh, far from boring. And then I think it might come down to uh, an age thing. Um, I think this one is a movie for someone who is either young yet kind of still kind of, you know, have, have gone through some moments or lived, lived some experiences, uh, but mm-hmm. also odds of being older the odds of have, have by then having more experiences are uh, of course uh, so i think i think maybe i would have enjoyed it when i was i would have 2001 you know would have been geez uh, less under 20 i guess so you would have 18 uh i was born in 79 so it would have been 22 22 so I would have, okay so i would have been 23 okay um so yeah i I think i would have connected to but i don't think i may have had the patience yeah i I think that's something i think that's something i also think you know when i watch this movie i I mean it's tough to remember what it was like watching it you know all those years ago uh but i did think to myself you know look at that's that movie is 20 years old you know uh if i if you can believe it um i I I I thought it was was 2007 or 8 sorry I thought it was. I thought it was later. I was surprised to see that I was only out of high school by three or four years when this came out. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I was already in Vancouver, and so as I was thinking about it, I, you know, I, the things I think I probably liked about it most back then, uh, and, you know, some of the emotional beats we can certainly get into because I, I do remember connecting on some of that. Uh, but it was probably more of an aesthetic, you know. I think I, I probably was sort of like the craftsmanship and the the sort of the the style of it, and the sort of the, certainly the soundtrack stick stuck out. Like there are enough elements and pieces, but I think maybe you know what I, one of the things you know twenty years later uh, uh, and now in, in my early forties, thinking to myself, well, I can connect with, and I think that's the power of some really good movies. And I, I think we'll, we'll we'll certainly touch on these in, in some other movies that we have, I'm sure, lined up. But the sort of like, you know, the movie you watched when you were 15, 16, you know, what have you, uh, even the same movie years later, you connect with like different pieces of it, you know, in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. uh, different characters speak differently, certain situations that you may not have cared about. Well, upon first watch, you kind of revisit it. And that's kind of the beauty of the podcast, uh, such as this, is you sort of have the excuse to kind of revisit these movies. And as you do at these different sort of periods of your life, you kind of think like, oh, shit, I loved this movie when I was, you know, in my teens. I hate this movie now because my sensibilities have changed or vice versa. Or if you're lucky, you still like it, but now you like it for different reasons. And that's kind of how I feel about this one. Okay, good. I can see that because I, I, I myself just seeing it now for the first time, I already mm-hmm. see the repl- replayability. Because I want to, did I miss something about this character? Did I miss something about that character? Because there's a lot of characters. Some develop better than others. Some are more in depth than others. But since there's so much, uh, so much to take in, I feel like okay, I have to watch this again. I, I got it. I didn't miss anything. I, I'm, you know, but I feel like it could have. There's a little moments here and there. Like oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. But now it's uh, it's sinking in. I need a maybe another a watch to let everything kind of sink in. Because as I said, there's a. A lot of characters, a lot of good performances, good characters, and 
that bring a lot to this movie. So, so you liked it for different reasons, as you mentioned it. Yeah, you- I think that I connected a, a little differently. You know, I think uh, differently more you know, or differently just different. Uh, it's tough to say more or less. What I would say is, you know, when I I had seen this movie and in uh, again uh, two thousand and two, by the time it kind of came out. Uh, I think that it came, it probably got like a, a, a limited release in 2001 and then came out in 2002. Um, so I want to say that I probably, I connected a little bit. I was a little bit morose. I had just moved. I was a little bit sad and lonely. So I probably connected with Richie, you know, to a certain extent and Chaz uh, as well. Um, honestly, I can't remember if I had seen this. I believe i had seen this after my mother had died so there was a certain relationship to to parent relationships so i feel like richie and and sort of this sort of sad lonely guy margo so i think i kind of really identify with the kids let's say uh uh generally and i think now watching it uh i found a a connection uh strangely maybe to royal you know i, I thought to myself <laughs> you know I, as i've gotten a little older maybe i've got a little bit more time uh, for uh, regret, you know, uh, a little bit of reflection into sort of some of the choices and mistakes that ha- have happened. And I think when I was, you know, 21 or two, I didn't take a lot of time with that. I liked the character. I was interested in the story, but, you know, I think it was uh, connected on different levels, I thought. Okay, well, that makes sense. We've had another 20 years to kind of have regrets, so we've had lots of time for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, just the line, the line that, you know, that sort of sticks out is, 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 uh, you know, uh, he's sort of saying things like, you know, can a man be a shit his whole life and then try and, you know, make it better effectively. That's just paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact line. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, at 20, that line, I can appreciate that line as just a good line, you know, for a character. But I think at, at 40, you sort of think, or at least in my case, you can sort of put it together and think, you know, uh, is it too late to to try and, and mend a fence, you know, or is it so stuck in a way that that you can't fix uh, relationships, uh, whether it's with your parents, your children, your friends, your exes, your currents, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I kind of appreciated that. I appreciate a lot of things Gene says. And this movie had uh, <laughs> this movie it was funny because it was pretty fluid and it was it had a great pace to it. Is one of the things I really liked about it. I was glued. My eyes were glued to the screen from the, from the beginning, and almost like through the end, they were actually. But I mean, definitely more so at certain parts of the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there was some really good one-liners I really enjoyed from Gene and from uh, Angelica's character as well. Some really uh, some good writing, some quick-witted one-line res- or one or two-line responses that uh, yes. I felt. When I was trying to think of scenes that popped out to me, I was thinking more of these one-liners that kind of like popped out at me i was like oh yeah that's that's just clever that's just clever that's interesting writing <laughs> just well, well written. <laughs> and they have the 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 actors and actresses to to deliver those yeah lines. i thought this movie uh to your point i think it's just perfectly cast uh i i, I couldn't almost. imagine anybody else almost i have really? one i have one off oh. yeah I just oh gosh one. okay <laughs> Nothing. Uh, that's okay. You know, we'll get into the cast here. Maybe that'll be the first little step along the way. But I, I do think that uh, that the, I agree with you in that uh, that first six minutes uh, of introduction of introducing each of the characters, uh, I thought like you know, of the Tenenbaum clan. Uh, I thought 
what a great succinct sort of fast paced ish uh, way to deliver who we're talking about, you know, and, and, and why and what brings them to sort of the moment we meet them. I thought that was kind of an interesting choice, uh, even yeah. just to get started right away. Uh, wonderfully executed. I thought. Yeah. And yeah great to, choice go, to go at that pace and not lose much is, is pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, and to have that many characters, right? Like to yeah. sort of try and, and and feel like as an audience that you've got any connection at all to these people. And yet, you know, you're somehow six and a half minutes later and, and you got Hey Jude in the background. and But here is a life, uh, you know, uh, uh, 40 years, let's say, of, of a life that, you know, is, is boiled down to six minutes and it's entertaining, it's kind of humorous, it's interesting, it's captivating. And before you know it, you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I know these guys now, right? Like, I, I'm kind of in it. I, I was really impressed by that, even still. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I thought it was great. So the cast, I mean, we can talk a little bit about, uh, you know, favorite standouts, uh, anything. And in your case, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> someone we want to we wanna get on the block here. We want get, to get rid of them. <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a lot. I've I've definitely got a, a lot about each character. Um, we could start with that one if you like. Um, so well, I'm just curious who you, who you got. That's all. He's just uh, suspense free here. We don't love we're not about <laughs> suspense here. Absolutely. Uh, it was Ellie Cash. Um, I cool character idea. Okay. Uh, I just felt it was a questionable execution, questionable performance, and I just really feel, and maybe this isn't even a word. I just felt it was miscasted. Okay. Well, you, you, you can say miscast. Okay, can I? I can't. I wasn't sure. <laughs> you can. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, miscast. Or for the others who like to say miscasted. Uh, and uh, again, right. another friend uh, He's in Armageddon. He's 98% scared, 2% uh, excited, <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So uh, Absolutely. And I have behind enemy lines. So this is clearly... I was say, he's also behind enemy lines. Yeah. So I'm clearly not witch hunting here. I'm not, let's get this guy. I just felt... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. His, the scenes with him in it just kind of... I just... I didn't feel... You know, no, something was amiss for me. It didn't okay. gel. It didn't gel like it's like on the other ones. Or Gene. We all know he demands your attention. He de- There's something he demands. Um, and other characters are just really well at certain roles that they did. I just felt this one just didn't quite settle for me, and it just kind of came out. I don't know. That, that, again, that's okay. just that's me. It just didn't. It just didn't. Uh, wasn't like comp- again. You got a high bar here with all these other characters. I just felt maybe. I guess he was the weakest of the buffalo. I guess for me, maybe. Uh, yeah, sure. And again, that's fair. Maybe not his performance. Maybe again, maybe maybe he's just yeah. That, that's just my my one man's opinion. Uh, no, I get that. I, I would say that that you know, in the in the grand scheme, I would have probably. Place the money that that would be that would be your, where you, where you would go uh, as a as a, a as soon as you mentioned it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I buy that. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I definitely uh, I, I can see where you're coming from for sure. Yeah, well, if you bought it, it means you kind of agree with it, no? Well, you know, I buy your position. What, what are you buying? What are you buying? I'm just buying the position. Okay, you know, <laughs> but I'll keep it on the shelf, you know, inside over here, not not mine. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that he is. Uh, I think that actor, you know, Owen Wilson is not a guy that I particularly love in general. Uh, I don't know if I have, I think I've got maybe one other. I think I own old school. Oh, um, yeah. I love, again. No, I that's, right. that's Luke Wilson. That's Luke Wilson. Yeah, that was, I got it messed up. But he did do, um, 
I enjoyed him. Was he in the, the I, I Spy with Eddie Murphy? Uh, yes, yes, he was. I never, I never saw that. I had a soft, soft spot for that movie. It didn't really get great reviews. It was kind of like a, a, a remake of, of, of done earlier. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I thought those two together. I just had fun. I enjoyed that film. So again, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed films with him in it. So it's not like oh, sure, sure. But, yeah, yeah, I know you're not on a witch hunt, like you said. But yeah, I don't think I own any movies with him. So I mean, I like him in this movie, but I don't necessarily uh, have any real affinity for him. Uh, but the rest of the cast, I thought, just bang on. You know, uh, I don't like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Typically, it's not someone that, that appeals to me, but I think this is probably her best performance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she was, um, you know, I was just, I had some notes on her. And I, I'm, it's funny. Um, I don't know if we can want to talk about her next. Yeah, we could kind of go character by character, a little beat by beat. And then uh, the plot is, again, what it is, is, is it's not that complicated right so we can kind of maybe go character by character to a certain extent just because there's so uh many of them yeah um she how is she here Um, well well, you're looking that up i will just say in terms of plotting right we've got basically royal we're introduced to royal first we're actually introduced to the whole family uh uh uh, geniuses all and then (laughs) sort of that we watch the fall of those geniuses uh in that sort of montage and realize that, uh, you know, they've all sort of fallen from grace, as it were. And Royal is getting kicked out and needs a quick fix and decides to uh, kind of cajole himself back into the good graces Ooh. of his... Uh, good word. Of his, cajole. Of, of his wife. Here I'm saying Miss uh, And you're throwing words out like that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, and we get both ends of the spectrum here. So I think I think I'm the Owen Wilson here. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. So he tries to get himself back into good graces with his family, and you know that that's basically the premise. You know, it's sort of like, can he mend the fences? Is the ready is the family ready for him, and 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 is he ready for them? Um, and so he kind of, ah, we'll get into the how he does that, but. Um, and as I said before, the line, you know, can a man be a shit his whole life and try and make it better? That ultimately is the premise of the movie. You know, as a guy that's riddled with uh, some regrets, uh, that actually starts out from a pretty uh, selfish place and ends up kind of coming around to the reality that, that this is what's been missing in his life. So I think it's been an interesting, uh, it's an interesting journey. So, yes, that's exactly what it was. It was, it was a journey and it didn't really try to be too much of something. It was just. I'm like, you always think about, okay, what's this movie trying to be? What's it trying to do? What's the, this and that. This is just sit back, enjoy the story that's kind of being told and uh, the uh, characters unravel and intertwine and all that. And just, just enjoy it exactly for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. It's, a, it's an interesting, you know, and, and while you're doing it, you know, not only are you getting what I think anyway, are very interesting characters doing interesting things in a very funny and kind of witty, clever uh, manner. Uh, but you're also getting a style uh, and a, a visual uh, style that is, it's just gorgeous to me. I think it's so, absolutely, uh, you know, good to look at and so pretty and, and sort of powerful and great and wonderful that, you know, if, if the performances weren't enough, the filmmaking, you know, would, would kind of get you. And I find the confluence of both of those makes it uh, a hell of a, a hell of a, a viewing experience. I really, really dug it. It really, uh elevated each other uh again i it just i did i love the colors of scheme i love the sets um it, it stood out I'm like i this is great and then it just gave me some i don't know it gave me a certain even certain scenes just gave me this certain feeling that i can't really put a 
but it were with it. But I, maybe it's because I haven't seen something like this for so long. It felt mm-hmm. like a natural. It felt uh, there's something, there something to it, some genuine kind of thing to it. To, to the I don't know if it was the cinema, cinematography. I never say that word right. Um, but there was something they did, and uh, it just I hadn't seen that for a long time, and it was mm-hmm. refreshing, and it was it was just well done. And again, it just went along great with the fact that it had a great cast and a great story. It's just a trifecta of, uh, of some good movies. Yeah, I think, agreed. Like, oh. the, in terms of, like, the presentation, you know, they're kind of presenting it like a book, you know, in these different chapter breaks and, you know, just sort of a real unique style to it that I think is really interesting. And, you know, he's gone on, we'll talk about Anderson just for a moment and we'll get back to the characters, but the director, Wes Anderson, you know, he's kind of made now uh, a bunch of movies, um, and he's sort of been now known for, for that style. Uh, uh, Rushmore has it to a certain extent. This, I think, pushed it sort of pretty far uh, down the road. And his movie since this, like uh, The Life Aquatic uh, with Steve Sisu, uh, The Darjeeling Limited. He did uh, Moonlight Kingdom and the Grand Budapest Hotel and got into stop motion with stuff like the fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs. So like, but, but every movie, he's got a, such a distinctive style that you can, you really kind of know this is this guy, you know, that's making this movie. Uh, and I think that's kind of a rare thing in this day and age as well. Uh, you know, I don't know that uh, many directors, uh, you know, have, have such a distinctive visual style that it doesn't matter which movie you're watching of theirs, you know that it's them. You know, if you watched a clip or saw a picture or something, you know, you would just immediately kind of connect it to that director. And I, there, I don't really know very many others uh, in terms of visual that I go, oh, like, you know, I could give you seven Steven Spielberg movies as an example. And there's no denying that that guy makes some great movies or has made some great movies. But, you know, if I just showed you a still from them, you know, six of them, I don't know that anybody would immediately go like, oh, yeah, I know that. That's a Steven Spielberg shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, could have been a Michael, Michael Bay. It could have been, um, there's, yeah, like, there's like, could have been multiple people, sort of. Sure. They all have, uh, some kind of similar. You're absolutely right, though. That's right. There's not a lot now. They all kind of blend in with each other now. Yeah, I just, I just think they're, they're trying to tell maybe more realistic stories. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but one of the things that Wes Anderson does, he kind of presents these movies in this world so specifically that I think you're, you can't help but just, again, identify immediately that this is his vision of the, of, of the world that he's kind of creating. And I, I find it, if you're into that, I think that's the make or break, which is why when I, when I gave you the movie, I, I kind of was I was unsure, right? Because I think you're either into that or you're not. You know, you either sort of accept that this is sort of a bit of a heightened world that we're watching, you know, or mm-hmm. or, or you kind of look at it like those eight <laughs> Rogers video employees uh, did that just thought, <laughs> well, this, I, I'm not, I, I don't I don't understand what I'm watching. You know, this isn't real. I don't know this, Do you know? Uh, I, I connected with the world in one way or another uh, or multiple ways. So it, uh, yeah. well, uh, it makes well, this conversation well. a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I'll be three people. I don't have to yell and scream at you about why you're wrong, which is really a, a nice change of pace. <laughs> yeah, everyone, you know, you know, wait till next week. That's right. Another way around, mind you, but uh, of course, we'll of course. <laughs> All right, so you you, have, you got uh, you want to talk about Margot, or you want to talk about Richie or Chaz? Or you have any kind of thoughts on talk- characters? I want to talk about all of them, but I will talk about uh, Margot's here first. I thought that was, as you said, it was a great performance. It was a great character. 
character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and it's funny. We saw her sad, sad side. A lot of it. Yeah. Yes. We saw her wild side. Yes, certainly. And we'll see in some clips. And then I had happy side question mark. And like, <laughs> what was her happy? And I couldn't remember. And I'll be honest with you. I couldn't remember. But I, I felt that there was one. And I don't know. I'm not sure if you remember what it is. I do now because I kind of put it in back in my um, my Blu-ray, uh, my PlayStation here to, just to kind of have it on again. And I came across it, and it reminded me. Okay, I knew I do it. I'm wondering if you knew what that uh, scene was. My guess is uh, it is the scene. Uh, basically, what I would kind of, even though we've already met her, I would put it in her introduction scene. What feels like that introduction scene when she goes to pick Richie up at the bus station. Yes, and that that, maybe that, not, that's it. No, that, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like that. That's that smile. It's the only time you'll see your kind of smile, and that was a genuine kind of good I'm, I'm happy in this very moment that's right and you don't really know you know obviously the larger context of that isn't really revealed yet but i agree like to me that is such a beautiful shot it's got a great soundtrack that song you know uh, these days by nico is just heartbreakingly wonderful in the slow-mo and you know and the, the sort of medium close-up like it's all her it's she just owns that scene or the shot and a little smile and yeah there's a wistfulness wistfulness to her that I do agree. I think that is probably the only real <laughs> kind of happy moment in, in, in that character. Yeah. And again, there's just great scenes like the, to- uh, the TV is close to the bathtub, but it's, <laughs> I have it tied down. Uh, that yeah. was clever. The whole, the whole smoking thing was kind of, I like that. I thought that was done. No one, no one knew she smoked, which is impossible, but I, I bought into it anyway, because it's just, just kind of neat how they just wanted to do that for no you know real reason yeah, it's just presented thought, like so yeah matter of factly right and she's just so secretive so secretive so secretive and yeah yeah, you're and, yeah go ahead i was gonna say her mother's reaction when she finds out is just that's that character ethlyn is just that's perfect for that character such a calm person you never really saw her get mad the mother yep agreed uh great i haven't seen angelica in a lot of things if, if anything and I almost forgot who it was. I'm like, okay, that's who. I remember 101 Dalmatians, I think. Um, but I, I think that's actually Glenn Close. She's yeah. in uh, a bunch of things. But, yeah, I, she's not in a bunch of movies that I've seen a lot of. You know, uh, she's been around forever. <clears throat> Excuse me, mm-hmm. but but doesn't necessarily stick out. Um, I think, you know, we can kind of pivot just a little bit just in terms of, like, the, the women. Those are really the two mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. I do think, uh, as we said, uh, Paltrow's best performance, I thought, uh, best character, just most engaging, um, endearing even, uh, you know, and the, and the smoking bit is funny, uh, you know, that because it also kind of echoes, you know, there's that scene, as you mentioned, when they're in the bathroom, when she and, and her mom are kind of having that conversation about, you know, you, they tell me you're in here six hours a day and, you know, it's so sad and, and, you know, it, it, I must also advise you, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, safe to have a TV, you know, so close to the bathroom. She says, well, I, lo-, you know, it's okay. I locked it down. And just in, the, in a perfect kind of mother pivot, she just says, oh, well, it's not good for your eyes. You know, like it still needs to be a, a caretaking kind of moment. And then later when the sort of, when Raleigh, which I love uh, the, 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 just the sort of last, you know, kind of fuck you, um yeah uh, from from raleigh who's just like may i have a cigarette and she just like kind of goes a little blank and like uh you know you don't even smoke and he's like i know but may i have one anyway you know and uh 
she's kind of forced to come out with the fact that she's, you know, she's a smoker. And then her mom is the same. Like, I think you should quit. It, it just, you know, it's yep. just sort of like, I don't know, just, I agree with you. It's just such a great performance and such a subtle mo- moment of mother, you know, and you kind of, I, I totally buy it. You know, I think it's, it's, it's great. She had a lot of mothering think- uh, qualities to her, which obviously wasn't necessarily great for the, for the characters. It's great for the movie. Well, <laughs> it's not, uh, uh, you know, very coddling or, you know, a little bit, uh, uh, you know, you know, too motherly, I guess you'd say, but, uh, no, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think, you know, put their focus on, on, on their, on their futures as it were. One of the things I also love just in terms of performance as well is, you know, she is so even keel. She is so sort of, uh, I don't want to say aloof, but pretty even keel, you know, a stare, <laughs> if you will. One of the things <laughs> I, I, I love is, um, when Royal goes and introduces and basically says, you know, I'm dying as a way to kind of get into her, her, you know, and again, in, into the, into the house and the good graces and her performance in just that sort of few minutes and what the camera does lets her walk off the screen only to kind of come running back when, when uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, but that dynamic between the two and, and she sort of breaks down crying immediately. Like what, you know, what happened, what's going, you know, whatever. And then gets really angry when he's like, I'm not dying. Right. And then anyway, just like that wave of emotion for a character that up until that point hadn't shown much. And then even later doesn't really show a lot, but it is like, it's in there, you know, you can sort of buy it in that, in that moment of, of uh, anger and sadness and worry and doubt and, and fear and all that for someone, even though they're not together, you can still have those things. I thought that was really interesting choices. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. Again, she 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 didn't get a whole lot of screen time. Uh, when she did get screen time, it just it, no, it just it just blended well. Yeah, it really did. It wasn't over. It was kind of subtle. It was just some subtle lines here and there, and just some little things here, little things there that just kind of just went really well with it, with Jean and the other characters, and just played well. And it was was, was well done. Enjoyed it. Agreed. And I feel the same way. You know, we mentioned Raleigh there. You know, Bill, Bill Murray and just, again, a real small role. Um, but I think, you know, his, his stuff with Dudley is just hilarious. All that, you know, sort of introduction and, you know, make yours look like mine. And when he kind of is finished, Dudley is, and, and Bill Murray just sort of looks and, and laughs into his, into, his, into his microphone. He's just sort of like fascinating. Like, <laughs> like this guy is just so weird, you know? Um, yeah, that's, and that goes later. Yeah, that's one of his Sorry? better scenes. I like that scene. I think it was one of Bill's better scenes. Oh yes, for uh, sure. if not the the best scene. And I think, as you mentioned, his his talent wasn't really needed for this role. Uh, but I felt that I think this was kind of before he was recognized two thousand one as a non comedic actor. He now, kind of started that with Wes Anderson in Rushmore. He's in Rushmore, and he plays another okay. really wonderful supporting character. And I think okay. at that point. Uh, he just kind of said, well, I'll do anything with this guy. Cause he's been in, in almost all of all of those movies. And I think uh, lost in translation, which was sort of at that same, okay. I think that was only the year later. I think that was like 2002 or three. So, okay. um, you know, he's definitely in that space of uh, doing a little bit more character work, a little less uh, uh, balls out comedy, you know, and sort of doing a, a, a nice, but I think uh, Rushmore uh, was a sort of introduction to that I, I, for many people, including myself. I feel like, oh, that's Bill Murray, you know, and he's sort of playing a really interesting kind of offbeat char- you know, uh, character, yeah. side, side character, uh, which I thought was interesting. 
I thought I thought they could have. I thought the Dudley scenes they could have expanded a bit, but I think probably for the sake of time, yeah, uh, they just really couldn't because I yeah. felt I felt kind of it was just some untouched stuff that could have been. Like I love the scene with the with the you know the colorblind and the fact that he's talking and he Dudley could hear him. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> am I colorblind? Yeah, <laughs> I was like I'm thinking to myself, did he hear him? I'm like I don't think he did, and then he says it, and I'm like, oh, that's great. That, yeah. was just, that was fantastic. So I think uh, it could have used maybe even just one more kind of Dudley, you know, Dudley seeing Dudley experience, if you will. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's true. I, I love that. Yeah, it's really subtle. I, I I do like that they sort of end it with a bit of a when they're sort of at the end doing this sort of culmination. I do love, you know, when when someone asks you know, like, does can he tell time? And 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 Bill Murray's just like, oh dear God, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there for funny, right? But he's just, but yeah. it's so funny and it's so sort of throwaway that I, I just think, yeah, I don't know why Dudley is in this movie necessarily, but I just think it's it's just hilarious when he is. Yeah, it's, it's a nice uh, added on. I kind of want a little bit more, but yeah, that was uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, and then uh, oh, another scene I have, I have to, and that's again not when we're talking about scenes. And again, it was so fluid for me. It was just little lines here and lines there that really stood out to me. Yep. The line where he's uh, where he finds out that Gwyneth, uh, his character Marga, is um, she says, "Yes, are you leaving me?" And she said, "I don't know, probably or something along those lines." And yes. he says, "Well, I just want to, I just want to die." Yes. Or again, I'm not delivering exactly the same way, but how he how he delivers it, I'm yep. like, that's 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 a, it's sadly funny. It's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting because he's not. He didn't seem like one of the. There's a lot of sad characters in this, and I didn't feel like he was supposed to be one of them. And mm. at that point, okay, well, he's got some sadness to him as well. And I just thought it came, kind of caught me by surprise. And I just thought it was very clever and very. Uh, it, was, it was a good, good line, good scene. Yeah, I think so too. I think in that you know, there's another sequence where you know when when she kind of decides to move back home as well, and and. He says, you know, do you love me or, you know, you don't love me anymore or something. And she says, well, I still I do kind of, you know, like there's just like these throwaway lines that do indicate like, you know, nothing is really how it sort of seems. Right. Every relationship is is damaged in one way or the other, you know, and, uh, you know, it's it's may not immediately obvious, but, you know, through characters, through looks and Bill Murray again, I think just. Is, is the deadpan delivery of all of these lines does sort of connote a, a, a degree of sadness, I think, you know, or desperation or loneliness, or, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, in his case, his wife, you know, spent six ish hours alone, isolated in the bathroom, uh, not talking to you, not communicating, not certainly probably <laughs> physical, uh, then it's tough to be positive, I'm sure. Right. And so uh, I do agree that he kind of gets, revealed to be just as sort of messed up as everybody else you know yeah well he's clearly he's clearly in denial like you're again yeah. six hours in the bathroom so yeah so i guess it kind of just yeah he's made a, made a bit of a cuckold out of him that's right <laughs> said great line. great line i also great love line. his delivery as well i know we just kind of talked about this but the the when the the sort of the montage and this movie does montage you know so incredibly well there's a couple of different ones but this one in particular we'll talk about the the uh ramones doing like judy is a punk uh you know the history of margot you know and the, and he's look at the private you know investigators work and we kind of go beat by beat by beat by beat through her her, her life and all the you know yeah. uh all of her uh promiscuities and and uh infractions as it were and so forth 
And after all of that, you know, two and a half minutes of, of debauchery, effectively, he just closes the binder, you know, and just she smokes like that's his takeaway. Like, this, yeah. you know, <laughs> she's married yeah. a Jamaican, you know, sort of a uh, uh, dude in the middle, you know, at the age of 18 or something, you know, but but like his takeaway is, not oh, she smokes. Uh, yeah, so yeah, a great delivery. Yeah, I thought you appreciate that. I appreciate that. That was a, that was that was that was just that was great. I enjoyed that. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, speaking of funny, and this is <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes, and it was Danny Glover. Uh-huh. It's Henry Sherman, and <laughs> again, he's a good guy. We all know who he is. He's a good actor. <laughs> just when he falls, <laughs> yeah. I watched that. I literally rewound that and watched it again. It was just so well timed. Yeah, there he is. I just thought, I don't know what it was. It was just I wasn't a. I just wasn't expecting it. They're just walking along, yeah. having a conversation. And with Ethelin, you know, just yeah. side by side walking. <laughs> just falls it pretty, if I remember, like a pretty serious conversation, right? I feel like this is about yeah. like, you know, their kind of future and stuff. And it's just such a, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> just, the, just the look on his face. Is, <laughs> I just think that's perfect. I wonder, oh, I wonder yeah. how many takes they had to do if they got that mm-hmm. on the first shot. Um, yeah. And then later, again, it was, again, there's the moments in these movies where it's just really kind of funny and it just works perfectly well and then again when at the end when he's trying to put on um his glasses i think his tie is stuck in the side of his glasses yes that was yes. the other kind of comedy uh, physical comedy that he did and other than that he was you know just a kind of a regular guy he was the the, the accountant guy uh, the mm-hmm. guy the books guy and, yeah, uh, kind of an interesting character, you know, and he doesn't really have much, but he's really integral to the plot, right? He's the guy that discovers, you know, Royal's lying. He's the guy that obviously asks Ethel to marry him. He's the guy that the marriage, you know, the wedding is sort of at the end. It's sort of like the culmination of the of the story. So he's kind of integral to the to the whole thing. And what's interesting is, you know, there's that scene. Um, I think it's brilliant. I, I love so much about actually, uh, strangely, in a weird way, because I think when I first saw this movie way back, um, Ben Stiller was the one that I thought I wasn't connecting with. Uh, certain elements I did and, and certain lines and moments, and we can talk about those in a moment. But as a character overall, I thought this guy's too much. You know, I, I, the too much sort of uh, uh, anxious energy, just the vibe, I, it was too much. I, 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 I didn't dislike it, but I was like less connected to. But one of the mm-hmm. things in, re- in rewatching I thought was interesting was, you know, he's so, and th- I think this is sort of part of that theme is that I feel like he is, uh, you know, sort of so reticent to accept anything, anybody, right? Like there's that scene when they're at the dinner table and Ethelene's trying to tell him, you know, uh, uh, you know, call him Henry, right? Henry, Henry Sherman. Right. And he's like, well, no, it's Mr. Sherman. I've only known him as my accountant. You know, I don't know who this thing is. Right. Like, and really kind of like, uh, like no, right? Hard nose. Uh, and then yeah. later, you know, when they're getting ready for the for the wedding, and you're talking about the tie, and you know, whatever, uh, he he says, "I'm a widower." This is uh, Sherman, yeah. and Chaz kind of gets a little bit closer into the frame, you know, and he says, "You know, I, I, I'm a widower too, right?" Like there's this quiet yeah. moment where it says, you know, like, "Oh, you know what? Now that I've sort of let my guard down for a second, you know, mm-hmm. um, we actually have something in common. You're actually our human being. You're, you're not just the accountant, right? Like you're actually somebody. And I thought that, uh, I think, and we'll talk a little bit, another, another scene with him later when we talk more about Chaz specifically, but I thought that relationship and, and Sherman, the way he handles it and so forth, I thought 
uh, was really just uh, an under the radar, really great performance that again, didn't have a ton to do, but when he did delivered, I thought it was great. Yeah. I think with that, with that scene too, when you're, when you're talking about the widowing part and I was really hoping he would say when, when Ben said that indicate that he, he did know that already. Yes. And I'm, that's true. And I'm really glad he did. Cause I think it just shows that Henry, he knew everybody. Yes. They just, he wasn't really just accepting it even, you know, sort of thing. So, and he wasn't right, frustrated yeah. the character Chaz to embrace him or anything like that. He was just, you know, I'm here when you're ready sort of thing. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, yeah. And I think it was, um, I, I, I love those dinner table scenes in general. They, those were probably my favorite scenes, like, oh, yeah. like scenes that were multiple of the same uh, set. Just uh, every time they're at the dinner table, I just enjoyed what come up and that was really well done i think they're I'd also like it just is. hilarious right because the first one he talks about when they're when royal first announces that they're sort of breaking up you know that that takes place at yeah. that sort of long dinner table and i love the uh the kids asking you know is it our fault <laughs> and he's like no 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 well i mean obviously we've made sacrifices but yeah. you know but, <laughs> because we've had yeah kids. exactly and I'm like, I see how this character is going to be. Yeah, that was like just, he can't even, you know, <laughs> he can't take any ownership, right? He's like, well, you know, we obviously, you guys had a, a, a part to play. Uh, which was <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about uh, Royal or do you want to go to Chaz? What are, you, what are your... I say we go, um, I say we go Chaz and All then right. uh, Richie. I, don't, I won't kind of want to save Gene yeah. uh, for last. I think that's, that's, I think that's the right thing to do. In honor, but uh, Chaz, um, you kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, it never got too deep with his with him, with that mm-hmm. character. They just kind of they dusted the surface, and he he was who he was. They didn't get too deep into that, and even at the end, they felt like they tried to, <clears throat> but they just really didn't. I felt the childhood Chaz was where yeah. that character was better. And I get oh, nothing okay. wrong with Ben's performance. Course, I think yep. Ben did fine with what the script, what he was given. Yeah. Um, I just felt like the the whole childhood part of the, uh, of Chaz was just it was funny, it was clever, <laughs> yeah. and it, it was good. I, I really enjoyed that. It really set up for who the character would be. And again, not to say Ben didn't give a good performance. I just felt they just didn't. Again, maybe again, there's a lot to do here. Uh, they can't. And it's, it's not going to be a four-hour movie. This isn't uh, Zach Schneider's cut uh, here. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, again, the, again, the end. You know, with the, with the trying to make amends with the father, and and of course, part of the plot is is Luke Wilson's character is obviously the the favorite son, and then we we see that in the yeah. beginning as as a child, and right. that certainly continues through. You can see that their relationship is simply is. Uh, Certainly different than his and Chaz's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Royals. I, I love the. Uh, we, there are no teams. That that line, which which you heard yes. the other night, the other night on, uh, you know, over the over the mics. There, that's that's a, a thing my brother and I have said to each other for twenty years now. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I get where that's from. I just I don't that's really right. listen to you talk, but that's smart. Uh, <laughs> but I. But I, I, I that came up again when I was kind of put it back in again. That, that really kind of said to myself, these, the connection they make with these childhood scenes into the adult is just, again, just really well done. And that's just another one that yeah. just shows their relationship in 30 seconds. Yep, exactly. It's, it's shocking to me. It's so impressive to me how much you, the information they got, exposition they got in that six minutes. 
that you kind of yeah. set up all those relationships. You know why everybody feels the way they do to a certain extent. I think and I, it, uh, that's incredible. Like just I great think it, it kind of reminded me of, of Armageddon in that sense, how they were able to <laughs> just get all the yeah. but all the characters and just yeah, one, you just know each and every one of them individually. One yeah. Smith song, and they get it all done. It's really you know? powerful. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, yeah, so Chaz, like for me, is again the same thing. I just thought, like you know, introdu- introducing him as an adult with that fire drill and things like that, and he's just so high strung and a little too much. I um, I found him a little grating at the be- you know when I first saw it uh, twenty years ago. I found it a little less so this time, although still a little bit uh, on that sort of extreme side. I think you know he just manages, and I think it's 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 partly performance, it's partly the writing. And I think that they sort of manage, you know, my least favorite scene in the whole movie is the chase sequence, which happens right near the end. I found that just completely kind of extra. I didn't enjoy that. And I think because it's both Eli and uh, Chaz in that uh, race, they both kind of lose some points for me. So I would say Chaz is probably my least favorite of the children in that regard. However, mm-hmm. in terms of performance and content, there is that scene, you know, particularly uh, I love the widower bit. This is at the tail end when the movie's kind of wrapping up and he's got a little bit more, uh, maybe sort of seen enough, you know, as it were, it's kind of softening uh, to the whole thing. Uh, but I loved, I loved, I loved, I cried at the, in, in the movie 20 years ago, I've cried almost every time, I think probably every time since when Buckley gets, gets killed and he's having this moment with, with her, with, with Royal and he, you know, just says, it's been a hard year, dad. It's just one, the cracking yeah. of the voice, the performance, the yeah. something about that moment and how it culminates that it's like, I don't really care what the previous hour and a half has been with Chaz, which I've kind of, again, hot and cold at times. Mm-hmm. That line, that delivery, that moment, that scene, to me, just sort of makes it all go away. And then later, when he's in the ambulance with Royal, like there's just the softening of Chaz is a thing that as I've gotten a little older, I appreciate more. You know, and I, I find I'm, I'm emotionally connected to uh, a little more than uh, each time I watch it. Yeah, I like that. That kind of reminds me of the, uh, you know, like the Memphis Bell, uh, Stray Thorn, uh, I never quite get his name right. Just having that one line that yeah, kind of sure. makes up for others. So, and you're right. That, that I did hear that line, and I, I don't think it – I think it um, – I liked it. Like, it's the same, same thing. It's like, oh, okay, I could, that was kind of impactful. I didn't quite, quite connect. Like I, I, I thought I would have, but I, I could see myself maybe if I was just watching it at nighttime or, you know, just in a slightly different lighting or something or a different or me in a different mood. Yes, that of course. Probably would have done the same thing as that one line in Memphis Bell. It's just that it's just that one line. It just really, really grabs the takes that character, you know, to, yeah. uh, it's just a great moment. So absolutely. I can see that for yeah. sure. I was impressed. Like I said, I, on a character, I was hot and cold on uh, and I just thought that line Sells me every time I, I, I'm in, I buy it, I feel something every time I hear it. So it's pretty powerful stuff. I really dig it. And that, you know, speaking of feeling, you got to go to Richie. Certainly, what I would probably label as the most emotional of the of the of the of the clan. Yeah, the word I have here is somber. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That too. Uh, he never got angry. Kind of got maybe gets that from his mother. Well, I got um, angry one time. In that fantastic scene, we can, I'll let you continue. But there is that one scene. I'll, we'll talk about it in a moment. I have it on my my notes here. So. Okay, you have to remind me. I'm sure you'll as soon as you say it, yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, um, good yeah. character, solid performance. Uh, when the when he when he the, the tennis match, 
It was clearly <laughs> exaggerate, exaggerated for effect, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's never going to happen in professional tennis, but it really kind of tells you, you know, he's really in love with this woman and he's yes. really sad. And, yes. you know, that really is telling. And I think they kind of, yeah. it's kind of, it made it kind of in a funny kind of way. In the, it's so uh, funny, I thought. Yes. Yeah, like that doesn't happen in tennis. And, I, and again, I, I, I was, I was about that. That was this movie did a great job of maintaining a, a level of real realism. Yes. Surprisingly, you know, which is kind of surprising for what this movie does and what's in yeah. it. But I still yep. always felt that kind of realism. I don't know what it was, but anyways, it's still connected me that. But anyways, I just thought that was. Uh, a real expression of of Richie and his character, and it's and I love the relationship he had with his dad. Um, I don't know he seemed to be one that you can count on, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think again he was the one that sort of feels things, obviously to an extreme, right, by virtue of uh, some of the stuff later. But I do feel like he's yeah. the one that's connecting to his dad. Uh, I, I again, I kind of put him in that emotional category only because Chaz is so like business oriented and like. Uh, angry, you know, in the, in the later years. Uh, yeah. And Margot is always on, you know, her own kind of aloof kind of tip, you know, so it doesn't really connect to things or people. Ethelene even, you know, another one uh, doesn't seem to kind of project that, right? Whereas Richie, I think, feels what I, in my interpretation anyway, just feels everything, you know. Mm. Uh, the Part of that somber nature and that sort of even keel, I think, is 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 he just sort of absorbs it all, you know, uh, all the sadness and the, and the, the, the sorrow and the, the connectiveness, you know, he's looking to connect. He's on the boat in the middle of nowhere, you know, and he, he's still trying to reach out to Richie. He's in love with Margo. He's got a sadness about him for sure. Um, it's just an interesting uh, take. And again, an actor that I don't necessarily love, but I thought he's, his performance, I thought was just incredible. And that mm-hmm. scene, the tennis scene, it's just genius. I, I I loved it. It's hilarious. But to your point, it's also completely fake, right? Like, obviously, it's such a movie thing. But again, I think he presents a world that is so compelling and interesting that that you know you can you can have those kind of silly scenes, but have it rooted so much in the emotion side of it that that you you don't sort of question it, you know, and it just sort of plays for laughs. But you still get what's trying to be told, and I think that that's interesting. And certainly, his suicide and the sort of humor around that, even like I wrote a suicide note. Well, can I read it? No. Is it dark? Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, just like bizarre lines of dialogue, but, but also so completely um, uh, emotionally kind of connected. I, I thought, uh, you know, another just great kind of performance in general. And I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about uh, Royal here, but uh, any, any thought, last thoughts on Richie? I think uh, pretty great. That was uh, great. Character overall. Uh, just a scene where his dad's at the hospital and he's just getting on a bus. I think that was really good. Oh, yeah. Just kind of just, yeah. yeah. Uh, I almost forgot. Sorry. The the angry scene, the scene where he talks about he's up on the roof and uh, I think he's talking to uh, Raleigh and talks about, I think he's having an affair and he punches uh, the sort of bird holder, you know, uh, that, that, that one. And then he kind of leaves, you know, just sort of like, you know, hire for private detective or something. But that moment where he's really angry, punches the thing. And then later when, they find out that he, she's having an affair with Eli. He kind of storms out of the room, you know? So those are two examples, but generally speaking, yes, very even keel. Thank you. Good. Uh, yeah, Royal. Yeah, Royal. Gene, your man. And, uh, man, I, so I didn't realize like till halfway through the movie, his name was Royal. I thought with the Royals, <laughs> they were like king, you know, and they're royalty. Uh, and yeah. I was like, well, no, that's his, that's his name. Um, uh, well, of course, again, 
I think Gene's a guy that demands your attention. Yeah. Rightfully so on the scene. He's a guy for me. Actor eyes, like I'd love he he's just he he doesn't go he's never this quite the same character. You know, we've talked about guys that like Bruce and stuff like that are pretty much the same guy in a lot of their movies. I find with Gene, he's never the same, but he's kind of got similarities in each character to uh, that he brings to the table. But his 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 he doesn't have a wide array like some some uh, actors have. You know what I mean? Like where you can play a, a handicapped kid, or you know, like and then play this other per, like you know, like the range. Yeah, he's always going to be a strong guy, right? A strong yeah. man. You know, I feel he's, like that's his. Yeah, he's within this range, but he's never the same. And I just love that about him. And I just, um, I don't know. Maybe again, it's just uh, I haven't again. You've you've we've watched movies with him before that I hadn't seen. Again, I just reminds me how much i i like gene i'm thinking well i hope this doesn't ruin my my image for gene uh, <laughs> and it certainly did not and that was right from the beginning of the first scene and, and the, with talking to the kids at the table so uh i was like okay this is gonna be great and again i just loved his performance he just i felt every scene with him was the best scenes uh yeah. usually not not not, not yeah. limited to gene but i felt like they were always the best him sure. walking through the park, walking through the park with his wife or ex wife oh, gorgeous. You know? Love that scene. And, Love it. And he's trying to give her compliments and things like that. And he's like, Do you, you know what I'm saying? Or he's like, and she's like, not really. And I that was, <laughs> yeah. That was really good. And just yeah. uh, You're true blue, Ethel. Like what a yeah. great line. What is <laughs> Yeah, he just has these great lines. I did wasn't big on the scenes where he was with the kids and they were riding like the dump truck. I like the idea of it. Okay. Uh, what he true? I and I like some of it, like the dog's blood on his forehead, little things like that. I just would have made different choices to what the activities were. I think okay. I, they tried to be a little bit funny, like you know, like running in front of traffic, uh, stuff like that. I just you yeah. know, shoplifting. I I try, I probably just would have made a few different choices to kind of get my point across. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in those, but I still uh, I enjoyed the what they were trying to represent. And That's kind I, of a. Uh, go ahead. Uh, you no, I was just going to go on to say that I also like how the stepdaughter, this, the always, oh, she's not my real daughter. The, yes, that's right. I think my like, adopted daughter, Mario. Birthday party, and they're asking about the performance, and he, <laughs> he gave an honest opinion, and not realizing what this means to her, and yes. which basically laid out her future. Yeah. To what kind of character, what kind of person she would be, and she just leaves her birthday. And I, I think that that acting for that child there, whoever played, oh yeah, uh, a young Margot, I think that was brilliant. I think she did a great job, actually. Yeah, young Margot is like a, a, a like an all star. Like she's just so great. And I think again, we're dealing with casting again. I think that particular you know young uh, to older version is. The best in the movie. Uh, watching that kid, I just think I don't know who the hell she is or what she's doing. But I was like, "You're incredible!" And then the, the casting of of she. So it's like Gwyneth Paltrow's either doing like a great version of the twelve year old Margot, or Margot is doing a great version of a young Gwyneth Paltrow. But whatever that synergy is, uh, delivers. I thought uh, she's great. And Royal, you know that stuff with the kid. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I love how it in, how it begins too. He's trying to sort of convince. Ethel, you know, he's talking, he goes and he's like, uh, he's like, you know, I'm talking about taking a brick through the other guy's window. You know, uh, I'm, I'm talking about taking it out and chopping it up. 
uh, I just think what a great, and you mentioned earlier, like, a couple of great lines. I listen to that and just like, this guy is trying to cut loose, you know, with these kids. And I, I mean, I just, I love the song choice going to the, the pool and the, and the running around and stuff. I just thought what a great bit of energy. And you talk, we talked about the movie, you know, never really feeling uh, slow or, or um, however, all kind of fluidity and it doesn't really um, let up. I think that's a scene where to me, it's like partly because of the song and the editing and the montage, I find like it just lifts the movie that didn't need lifting, but I think it just lifts the movie. So for this few minutes, you're like, Oh, it's really happening. You know, like this is really, uh, he's not just, he's gone from just sort of saying the things, which is how it begins in the morning, right? At the beginning of the movies and stuff like that, where he's just trying to sneak his way in saying what he can to get in, you know? <laughs> and here it is. It's like in, in action, right? I want to get to know these kids and here's how we're going to do it. We're going to break them out of his, out of his thing. And that's kind of, you know, in a weird way, that's kind of what his thing is throughout the movie. You know, he's sort of, by the time we get to the end of it, you know, people have changed, right? Like there's, there is a, whether it's because of him or, you know, in, in spite of him, it's still, he's the catalyst, you know, and the, and, and the family is seemingly in a better position after uh, than before. And I think that that is a great example of that. You know, those kids are better off for having met him and mm -hmm. he wouldn't have otherwise given the circumstances. So I think that's just a, a great way to uh, uh, deliver the character and deliver the scenes. 100%. I do want to give a shout out to Seymour Castle, played Dusty. Oh, yeah. Or great. <laughs> also a part-time doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, again, those are, those are some good scenes with him and Gene uh, at the hotel and in, 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 his, in his bed. I thought yeah. those were just so funny. And then when, and then, he's, when he's looking at Richie later and he's like, yeah, your eyes are messed up, you know, give, call me if it changes. Like, you're not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I thought that was fun. That was great. I love that. Oh, it's so good. Well, we're running out of time here. So we're just going to say, basically, I'm going to say, I love this movie. I think I loved it more this time than I did the last. Oh, and, great. Uh, I'm going to happily place it back on my shelf. Uh, what are your thoughts here? And what we got next I week? Would, I would absolutely own this movie. Um, I'm assuming it hasn't made it from DVD just because it's, it's not a mainstream kind of uh, film. Um, uh, no, it's on the Criterion Collection Blu-ray, available. Okay, right now. wonderful. <laughs> well, this was this Blu-ray. No, I have. I don't have the Blu-ray because uh, I already have oh, it on okay. DVD. So oh, you don't have that much. Okay, um, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, if I came across it, I may not hunt for it, but if I say I saw it, came across it, and even with it being a little bit higher price, I probably would buy it. I think there's a All replayability right. to it, and I think it's just a great movie to watch. And I definitely, definitely recommend anybody who's listening that. Uh, to watch this film i think it's a it's a it's a i must see to be Fantastic. honest no i don't Amazing. say this often i don't throw this, no, this no, no, around no. lightly <laughs> this, this might be the first time a full-throated recommendation from dave so yeah. i'll take it and it just it just i think the pacing was perfect it just a little bit at the end it got a little bit long i was like, okay this is still going okay that's okay though i, I was still invested in it still enjoyed yeah. it i just thought through the movie it was just it just kept me watching i didn't want to miss a beat my eyes were glued Amazing. to it. It was just paced. And uh, pacing is an uh, issue for a lot of for a lot of movies. So beautiful. Well, everybody, go out and buy it. Go out and get it. It's on the Criterion uh, Criterion Edition. Yeah, uh, check it out, Dave. What do you got for me? Uh, I I went back and forth on this one. I have settled on because of the season. I'm going to go with Moneyball. Uh, oh, okay. Brad Pitt's uh, film. Yeah. So baseball season is upon us. It's a baseball movie. Uh, so I thought, you know what? Why not? It's one of my, you get delivered such a good movie and I've given you some interesting questionable ones on my end. So I thought to myself, 
I'll give you one that I sincerely think is a good movie and that you uh, would enjoy. You Amazing. Just- well, I've seen that, but not for years. So I'll check it out, see if it holds up, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Good night, folks.